Production. Recorded live. Hey, welcome to uh, PTN Talk Radio. I'm your host, uh, Ren Bear. We have Mike here as well, too. Hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> um, you know, uh, hey, Brother Ricky, you there as well, too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Uh, praise the Lord. All right, amen, amen. Well, tonight we're going to make a little different topic tonight. Um, you know, over the years, uh, we've also, uh, you know, been ministering to those who have uh, are in bondage to self-harm. And, uh, you know, Brother Mike and I, we both have been in bondage to that before. You know, I, I um, was, we're going to be talking about tonight, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh. You know, I've, I've read many different things where people try to say, well, you know, it's uh, a mental disorder, it's this, it's that, you know, but the truth of the matter is, according to the scriptures, you know, it is it is uh, bondage, and it's definitely um, a bondage that is put on there by Satan himself, and so, you know, I'm speaking from my own experience, because, you know, um, some of y'all may know uh, that has heard my testimony before, I used to uh, be, you know, a self-harmer. But, you know, it went way back to my childhood. Um, I was uh, severely abused as a child and uh, went through uh, rape and incest as a child as well, too. And I began to, I remember as a very small child learning how to harm myself um, with uh, uh, carving in my skin, uh, things like that, um, as well as I remember playing dead as a child a lot. Uh, laying on the floor, pretending I was dead, seeing if anybody would even notice. Some people say, well, you know, you were just trying to get attention. But, you know, we've got to understand something. When a child is, you know, biting their self, pulling out their hair, um, these are all types of self-abuse, banging their head, uh, wanting to burn yourself, hurt yourself in any way. This is something that's definitely wrong here with this, and we need to really take a look at it and, and see. We can't just ignore it and think, oh, well, they're just acting out, they're just spoiled, or they're just throwing a fit or something like that. There's something wrong with them. that They're being tormented. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They, they also think that it's a uh, suicide attempt. For me, um, at times I was suicidal, but at times I was not. It, it was all about trying to um, learn how to express what I was feeling because of all the uh, sexual abuse and things like that from from my childhood that happened. I didn't know what to do with those feelings. I learned at a very early age how to escape mentally, um, to actually go somewhere else in my mind because I could not understand what was happening to me. And I remember that very, uh, like I said, from way back, as far back as I can remember as a child. And, you know, there's many different ways. Uh, some people get involved with obsessive uh, tattooing, uh, obsessive uh, uh, nail biting can also be a type of, uh, of uh, self-harm, real excessive to the point where they're bleeding and things like that. And I'm not talking about just a nervous habit. I'm talking about a severe nail biting, uh, pulling out your hair, head banging, punching yourself, pinching yourself, uh, things like that. But mine didn't start with me doing this to myself. Mine started with other family members doing these things to me. I mean, I remember getting my head banged, you know, against things. Uh, you know, I remember uh, I got scars from being burned with cigarettes when I was a child. 
things like that that's happened to me being pinched as a child a lot. And when I began to do this to myself, and I continued on this till I was in my 20s, my late 20s, and I didn't understand why. And every time I try to talk to anyone about this, whether it be Christian or not a Christian, I'll be honest with you, they looked at me like I was crazy. They didn't want anything to do with me when it came to talking about, about that because a lot of people didn't understand what was going on. But, you know, I found my answers to what was going on in the Word of God. And if you go on our website at www.posttribnetwork.org and scroll all the way down to the Bible studies, go to the very last one, you're going to see one called, You Shall Not Make Any Cuttings in Your Flesh. And so years ago, I began to look at the Word of God because I wanted to know, is what you know how um how do I put it? How far back does this go? And I've actually found in scripture, the old testament, new testament of people who actually done this. But I wanted to start first with uh on this is you know, I, I just want to touch base, you know, a little bit on my testimony about it. But, you know, um, you know, these scars that I have on me, I will have till I die and get my new body. But it's the inner scars that really needed the healing that was within my heart, my mind. So my thoughts were so messed up. I couldn't have just, you know, a clear thought. My, my mind would race from one evil thought to another, and I had no control, and the anger and the rage was so um, horrific for me. Um, it took me a long time when people would talk to me about being mad. I didn't understand the concept of mad because I would just go right into a full rage, and I couldn't understand why. I would do that and, and why I had no control over my own emotions or feelings or, or my mind. And um, it seemed like uh, something else was controlling me. And as I looked through Scripture, I began to see what this was controlling me. And, you know, you're not going to be able to, I'm just going to be honest with you, you're not going to find a pill that you're going to be able to take that's going to make you stop cutting or hurting yourself. Um, you're not going to find a pill that's going to all of a sudden just make you just, oh, I'm okay. Look, I've tried alcohol. I've tried, I've tried drugs, psychotic medications. They made me more psychotic. It didn't take away the way I felt inside about me. I hated me, and I couldn't understand why I hated myself so bad and why I could constantly, the torment of, uh, of wanting to die all the time. I mean, it seemed like it, it lingered over me continuously. And so... When I began to look into Scripture, it actually started back in the Old Testament where the Lord gave commandments in Leviticus 19.28. He said, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Leviticus 21.5 says, They shall not make baldness upon their head, neither shall they shave off the corners of their beards, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. Deuteronomy 14.1 says, you are the children of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourself nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. Jeremiah 16:6. Both uh, the great and the small shall die in this land. They shall not be uh, buried. Neither shall men lament for them, nor cut themselves, nor make themselves bald for them. Now, here I seen where it taught four places in the Word of God where God gave us commandments that we're not to cut ourselves. But then that brought the question up next, uh, Brother Ricky and Brother Mike, is why? Why? You know, 
you know, why did, why did God put such a commandment that he didn't want us doing this? And I found the answer when I began to look and study in 1 Kings 18 where uh, the false prophet of Baal, which is of the devil, would actually sacrifice and cut himself, okay? It was, it was part of a, 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 a um, well, demonic ritual they would do. And, you know, they would sit here and they would cut themselves uh, uh, and bleed. You know, the scripture tells there's power in the blood, but they would cut themselves and they would, um, they would uh, pretty much, uh, you know, pour their blood on these altars and things like that. And it's definitely satanic. Um, I don't think people actually know how satanic it is. If you also look on, on that page I told you, we actually put on there a deal that shows the history of this. You can look up the history of how much it's involved in, um, you know, witchcraft, uh, how much is involved with uh, 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 Satanism and things like that, because they believe that um, the blood, they believe that it uh, provided power. And, and it tells us in Scripture that, that, that the, um, the, the life's in the blood, okay? And, but yet they would take that and the cults, take that and they would do uh they would do uh, sacrifices and things like that as well too and they would sit here and they would do ritual make ritual sacrifice to these false gods these devils and so you know but what they what they don't understand is by doing this you're opening yourself up for demonic uh possession and so you know as the devil tries to tell us you know, you don't feel anything, you're numbed out, whatever it is going on with you. With me, it was the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, everything I went to as a child. You know, I didn't know what to do with those feelings, and then I got to the point, I got so used to numbing them out. When I became adult, I felt nothing. And the pain would get so bad, and the, the memories would come, and the pain would go to rise up in me, and I couldn't seem to make myself feel, so I was terrified to crying. I was terrified to cry because I thought if I cried, I would die. So I'd release it by cutting myself, and, you know, that is demonic. That is a lie from the devil trying to tell you, trying to tell me that, that if I cry, that I'm going to die. No, if I cry, I can heal from these things that are happening. The devil will twist everything and turn everything to, in order to get you in bondage to these things. You know, I was in bondage to alcohol and drugs. I was in bondage to sex, you know, and many other things, you know, that I thought, would uh, would help me overcome, you know, whether it be psychotic medications, whether, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a prescription or if you're doing it on the streets. You know, I've had some I've had some pretty powerful drugs that were given to me by licensed physicians, psychiatrists, uh, when I was in mental hospitals and things like that. Um, and what they try to diagnose me with is, is a PTSD. Uh, they told me I was paranoid schizophrenic and that I suffered from uh, anxiety and panic attacks as well, too and that I was bipolar manic depression. And so they had me on a lot of different medications, and that just made me more crazier. But, you know, the fact of the, the, fact of the matter is, is that I needed to let go and, and be able to face what happened to me. As we talked about, Brother Ricky, about how, you know, we have to, you don't send someone a bullet wound to the hospital and just sew it up and leave the bullet in there. No, it's got to be opened up, that that bullet has got to be removed, that wound has got to be closed, and then there's got to be healing, and that takes some time. But, you know, when we try to self-medicate, try to do it ourselves, whether it be with alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it may be, 
um, all we're doing is suppressing it. I didn't want to suppress it. It was coming up whether I wanted it to come up or not. This was happening to me. I mean, my mind, and, and I mean, and it was coming out in rage when the truth of the matter underneath the rage, I was hurt. I was hurt. And I never got to deal with those feelings from my childhood of what had happened to me because I had, you know, several uh, sexual abusers in the family, one being my own dad. And then, then when the other side, when I tried to tell someone I was being abused uh, physically and emotionally, and so I felt like I had no way out. And see, that's where the devil likes to put you is in a prison. Picture yourself being put in the prison, doors locked, and you want out. You can't get out of that room no matter what you do. And that's, what, that's, that's the bondage that I'm talking about here that Satan will put you in. And, you know, you think that, you think that oh, well, I feel much better now. Explain something. Does something think this? Does it sound rational to you that, that you that your mind tells you that you feel better when you hurt yourself? See, that's a deception. That's a deception. See, Satan, uh, when we go through things like this, Satan don't like for us to be in our right mind. He likes confusion because he's the author of it, and he tells us lies. But Jesus Christ can put us in our right mind and, and, and let us be fully clothed before him if we trust in him. And so this is, now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, well, all of a sudden I came to the Lord and poof, everything was okay. No, it didn't happen that way. I, I have struggled. I have, I have had problems with, with depression through my walk with Christ. I've been with the Lord for almost 20 years now. I've struggled with different things. Um, now, I have not struggled with alcohol or drugs in many, many, many years. I have not struggled with self-harm in many, many, many years because I know the devil's devices. And I learned that from studying the Word of God, from letting the Word of God be in me and be able to take over. I lost my mind a long time ago because I turned my mind over. I allowed the Word of God to transform and renew my mind and continue to do so in his word. Now, if I get out of his word and I stop praying and I stop seeking him, then I'm going to find myself back there eventually. And I don't want to go there. You know, nobody in their right mind is going to want to return to prison after, after you know, they've been, you know, set free. And that's what we're talking about here. I, want, I don't want to talk about, you know, you know I, I told you earlier, Ricky, when I, when I called y'all and I told you that, you know, I see so many groups online, so many supposedly self-help programs offering help, but all they're doing is suppressing it. They're not removing it. They're not removing the problem, the bullet, you know. They're not having deliverance. I'm talking about having full deliverance. I'm talking where you will not even have to do it again. If it crosses your mind, you're like, nope, that's not an option. I've been delivered from that. You know, I've been delivered from alcoholism. I've been delivered from drug addiction. I've been delivered, just celebrated three years the other day, of smoking cigarettes. I've been delivered from self-harm. I've been delivered from these things, and they are not an option anymore in my life because I know I'm delivered. Rick, you got anything you want to share? Yeah, and, and one thing that, that uh, I think is very important um, to to realize this, and, 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 and this is where you can start your healing. It's finding out why you're doing this. Yeah, we understand it's the influence of Satan and, and stuff like that, 
but also I'm talking about on a personal standpoint, a lot of times when there's self-mutilation, uh, cuttings, and uh, whatever, um, or if you're like me, just kind of slap yourself sometimes. It's because you're trying to suppress the pain that's there. And, um, uh, and of course, like you said, um, uh, uh, in your personal experience, you know, you did what was done to you a lot of times. But it's actually trying to suppress the pain that is there. Um, uh, let me give you, for instance, I was at the doctor's office, and I'm not, and I, and I'm not trying to sound funny, but I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, this is what I do. Um, uh, none of us are very fond of needles. But when they draw blood from me, I have a tendency of taking my, uh, taking my, uh, you know, the inside of my mouth but in between my teeth and kind of putting pressure on it to suppress the pain that the phlebotomist is doing when she draws the blood or the nurse rather. And and this is the same thing, you know, you you got to, and, and, and what's so bad about it is the pain's on the inside. The hurt is there on the inside. And and you're actually, instead of realizing what the pain is or addressing the pain, you're trying to suppress it by doing something else to yourself. And and and, and when you learn that that's what you're doing, then I believe healing can begin, sis, when you realize why that to you. Well, exactly. And, and we don't want to, you know, the world calls them addictions, you know, uh, you know, and calling, you know, uh, demonic spirits, unclean spirits. That's what the Bible calls them. You know, and we don't want to entertain uh, devils, you know. We don't, we don't want to sit there and, and, and switch addictions, switch devils, you know, here. And, and you know, pain will never uh, stop pain. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like it's like taking, you know, a gun or a shotgun. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's still a gun. You see what I'm saying? And so, you know, we got to sit here and... I'm talking about having deliverance here where you don't result to those things, where you don't do those things anymore, you know, to hurt yourself. Our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, only Jesus Christ did. Now, let me get one thing straight. I'm not telling people that it's wrong to go to a counselor. If you feel comfortable going to a counselor, then go to a counselor, you know, because it tells us, you know, to make sure it's godly counsel. You're not going to sit there and just dope you up, Okay. If you go to a non-believer, a psychiatrist, that's just going to sit there and dope you up, then your answer hasn't been, you know, solved. You know, you still got a problem. You're just, you're just pacifying it. You know what I mean? That's all you're doing. It's not being healed. It needs to be healed. And a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm going with my experience. I went to psychiatrists for years, uh, you know, back before I, I knew better. I, I did a lot of it out of ignorance because I didn't know any better. But, you know, we run back to those places that are familiar because we don't feel accepted anywhere else. And this is the problem that I had is all they wanted to do was talk about my past so much I would leave there being an emotional wreck afraid of everything. And that's no place to live. They had me so doped up on medications because they had me on about 12 different medications, and I was so messed up. That wasn't helping me. I wanted freedom from that. And so, you know, as 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 I, when I made the decision to not take their medicines anymore, they refused to see me. They would not see me anymore if I would not take my medicine. And, but I still 
uh, believe to this day that was the right decision. I trusted Jesus. It was not easy. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. But I know that Jesus Christ is the deliverer. And so as we begin to kind of talk a little more about this today and let know what's going on, we're going to look at some scripture here. In 1 Kings 18, the prophet of God, Elijah, uh, said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourself and dress it first, for you are many, and call the name of your gods, but put no fire under it. And they took the bullock, with, uh, which uh, which give them, and they dressed it, and they called on the name of Baal. Remember, I told you what Baal was. From the morning to evening until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry out loud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in journey, or uh, for advantage, he sleepeth. He must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after this matter with knives in, how do you pronounce that, lace it, till the blood gushed out from them. Do what? Lance, Lance, okay. And and see, see, that's what they were doing here. But yet, see, this is what this is this is what I can see going on from from my own experience. Okay, is that we can't go see see this is what they were doing, and and, and this is what I see here in these chapters here being being there myself. Is Elijah, God's prophet, trying to tell him, you know, you're crying out loud to this, to this so-called you claim is gone, but yet there's no voice that's answering you. You know, uh, uh, you, you know, and the Lord talked about them setting up idols that cannot hear nor see nor walk. And you know what? We've got to be very careful that we're not going to dead idols of ones who can't help us. We need to make sure on that as well, too, and be very careful because, you know, what good is it going to do if all you're doing is going to psychiatrists, you're paying all that money out, <laughs> buying all these medications, and all your, you still ain't dealt with the problem. The problem is still there. And so I believe that Elijah, they're dead. These idols that they were making and cutting themselves and doing all this crazy stuff they were doing in the Old Testament, these idols can't hear, they can't see, they can't walk, they can't answer your prayers. It's dead. And Jesus says, I'm alive forevermore. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. He's our deliverer. So let's go to him. And, and guess what? His gift is free. The freedom he gives us is free. It don't cost you nothing. He's the great physician. He's the divine healer. And he's the one who can fully deliver you. And so that's where we need to go. That's where we want to point everyone to to have this problem or been there. Or maybe you're doing it now. And we want to point you to Jesus Christ. Let's see what else the scripture has to say here. So we understand where that it's coming from, from the Old Testament. We read that God said that we're not to do it, and we know why. We see why whenever it is related to ones who were doing it. They were in, they were in bondage. They were worshiping false gods, devils. Well, let's take a look at the New Testament here. And let's see, this is the one that Brother Ricky and Brother Mike, this is the one, this is where Jesus reached in and grabbed a hold of my heart. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it because I can understand in Scripture the man in the tombs. I, I understand. 
so clearly and know what it is to be in bondage to this and want free so bad. You know, and listen to this story. It's in Mark 5. You can also find it in Luke 8. And they came over into the other side of the sea into the uh, country of the Gadarenes. Is that right? Gadarenes? And when he was come out of the ship of Jesus, immediately he, he met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, among the dead. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and, they, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. Boy, I know what that's like. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Anyone who's been in bonding alcoholism or drug addiction or, 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 or self-harm, as this man was, no one's like, you know, all you want to do is go find a cave somewhere and curl up and die. Nobody wants you around. You're crazy. You talk crazy. No one understands you. And you're off by yourself and you're just crying day and night. Miserable. This, this torture, torment. Miserable. Remember, it said he had an unclean spirit. Okay? Picture that. He was naked in the tombs. You know, I think about when I see when I think about the naked, I think about the shame that I carried. You know, Adam and Eve, they wouldn't hit themselves their neck, they were ashamed. I know what it's like to be ashamed. I, I, I carried I carried not only my sins but everyone else's. I blamed myself for what happened to me as a child. It was my fault. I carried that around for years, that load, and I felt so ashamed and so naked. So I understand this man here in the Bible that that was in the tombs, living amongst the dead. I was dead, living amongst the dead. The, the, the hurt I felt, the, the bondage I felt, I remember every bit of it very, very clearly. So I can understand. I know what it's like to be crying out day and night and cutting. The torture, the, 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 the mental and emotional torture of someone's heart, mind, and soul that the devil will put you in. And you feel like you're hopeless. You feel like you, there's no one to help you. Nobody loves you, no one understands you, and no one cares. But let's see what the Word of God has to say about that. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What I have to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of that man, that unclean spirit. Now understand, this is an unclean spirit speaking through this man to Jesus. And he knew who he was. The man vowed to worship Jesus. And the, the demonic spirit that was in him, the unclean spirit, spoke to Jesus. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered and said, my name is Legion. This is still the unclean spirit speaking to Jesus. For we are many. So the unclean spirit's name is Legion. For we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was uh, there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him. So all the devils are talking to Jesus and asking to be sent into the swine, the pigs. That, were, uh, that we may enter into them. 
and for which Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out, out of the man, and entered into the swine, the pigs. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There was about 2,000. And they were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled. So, so, the, so the men that was there, the 2,000 uh, pigs, saw what happened, and they took off. Didn't know what to think. And they went and told the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him, the man, that was possessed with devils, with the devil, and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine, and they began to pray him to depart because they wanted Jesus to leave. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. They knew this man in the tombs. I mean, you trying to tell me that the men that were taking care of this 2,000 pigs didn't see that man, the crazy man up there running around the tombs naked with chains on and cutting himself and screaming and hollering? They didn't know what to do with him. A lot of times they don't know what to do with people. They put them off in a mental institution. That's a tomb. And they just try to give medication just to suppress them so they don't have to deal with them because they don't know what to do with them. But Jesus does. Jesus knows what to do. Let's look to him. And so and then it says here, uh, and they began to pray him that depart out of their coast. And when he uh, uh, come into the ship, he, had, he that had been possessed with devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and have had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in the uh, Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all the men did marvel. See, that's what we want when we're out there in the world and we're in bondage to sin. Is we want somebody to have mercy, somebody to have compassion. And, you know, today we're living in a world, Brother Ricky, Brother Mike, where they want to just put you on pill for everything. Take a pill, take a pill, take a pill, take a pill. Because when, when, they, they make a lot of money off of the pharmaceutical industrial, they make a lot of money off of you being on medication and me being on medication. But I'm talking about someone that can truly deliver you. Some people don't want to get off from it because they don't want to lose their checks. But I'm talking about I wanted healing. I wanted deliverance. I wanted someone to have compassion for me and grace and mercy and set me free in my right mind. That's what I wanted. And, and you know, if you notice how this started, what did the man do? He ran and he worshipped Jesus. It began with worship. He bowed and he worshipped Jesus and the devils out of him, the devil and the legion, for we are many, spoke and knew exactly what Jesus was going to do because they knew who he was. And that's why they said, have you come to torment us before our times? They know their end is hell and they know they're going to be destroyed. But I tell you right now, Jesus had compassion for that man when nobody else did. You know, those ones who stood by and watched this, these ones that were taking care of the swine, they, want, they ran and told other people, and they came. They wanted to get Jesus out there. They wanted to get, instead of praising God for the great things he had done and praising that this man was healed, they wanted him out of there. Get out of here. They wanted Jesus out. But see, 
we got to understand that Jesus is the only one that can heal us totally, our mind, our body, our soul. He is the only one that can cover our nakedness, cover our shame. That's what he's been trying to do. Clear from the beginning, even when Adam and Eve sinned, it was him who covered their nakedness. And he's trying to cover our nakedness so we don't have that shame, that guilt, all those things that's tried to bind you and hold you down, just like that man who was chained in those tombs. That guilt and that shame, every time you open the door, there it is in your face. There it is holding you down, stepping on your head, not allowing you to be able to live your life because the devil is lying to you and deceiving you. But if you cry out to Jesus, if you bow to Jesus and you worship Jesus, he can set you free. I'm living proof. My husband, Mike, is living proof. And that's what we're trying to tell you here. You can be free of these things. Don't want to be suppressed. I don't want to take a pill. I don't want to lean on something false or fake or phony, some dead God. I want to worship a living Savior. Jesus is alive. He's not in those tombs anymore. He came and took me out of those tombs, just like he did the man there that was in the tomb, just like he's done many of us. But you can be free from these things. Try Jesus. Brother Ricky, what you got to say? Well, I tell you, this is exactly what I got to say. This is absolutely right. You know, uh, we we don't we don't have to depend on on the doctors. We don't have to depend on you know. We do go to doctors and stuff like that. You know, uh, I'm not I'm not trying to say let's don't go to doctors because I go to a doctor and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to say is, um, uh, you know, uh, the, our source is the Lord. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, and, 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 and the need is Jesus. That's our need. Notice in that scripture, the, the word need, it ain't needs, it's need. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the one that can heal the hurt that's going in your life right now, whether it's mental, physical, or whatever it is. He's more than able to take care of you if we just turn everything over to him and let him have his way in our lives. Jesus is the answer, and it's up to you. You know, it's up to you and I to come to this conclusion in this Bible study that we're having today, to to, to just turn everything over to Him. Uh, notice what she was talking about the, the 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 man in the tombs. You know what? Even though they were prophets of Baal, sister, can you imagine the hurt they felt inside when they realized? They were depending on the wrong source. They were serving a false god. And and think about this. They were taking lancets. Now, if you don't know what a lancet is, it's something that cuts you, that that opens you up, and stuff like that, and uh, and and, uh, and 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 stuff like that. It, it's it's what opens you up. And 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 understand, Jesus is the only one that can take care of you today. Back to you, sis. You know, Amen, and that's what we're talking about here. You know, I mean, I mean, I know that that God has given us doctors, but you know what? God told us not to go to ungodly. That's what we got to be really careful about. Some are doing it. 
Some are doing it, you know, for the money. So, I mean, we even got TV evangelists that do stuff for the money, you know, uh, preachers that do stuff for the money. So, you know, don't think we're out there picking on all doctors and all that. There's some that are, that are good, that, that really do want to help you. I'm not saying that. But our true help comes from the Lord. That's what I am saying. And that's what we've got to understand here is that, you know what? God is our deliverer. He's the one that's going to deliver you. And, and that's what we got to, you know, you know, hey, you know what I've been thinking about when we're talking? Remember the one with the issue of blood? She spent all her money going to doctors, didn't she? And seeing physicians. She was a rich woman. For years, she suffered. But who did she touch? Who's him or whose garment did she touch? And the issue of blood was no longer an issue. It was Jesus. And Jesus knew he'd been touched. You know, all I'm seeing is if she was on, if she touched the hem of his garment, then you know what that told me? She was on the ground. To touch the hem of his garment, she was on the ground. But the man who, who worshipped, the man in the tomb who worshipped Jesus fell on the ground. You know, worship him. I'm seeing him give praises to doctors and praises to medications and praises to this, that, and the other. When the praise goes to Jesus. And that's where we need to be at. That's where we, what we need to understand. And, you know, do you really want to be delivered? Do you really want to be delivered from these things? We can't be going to things that aren't going to help. You know, when I made the decision, when God really pressed on my heart to stop taking all the medications, and I'm talking uh, – Psychotic medications, mind-controlling and altering medications. Um, they had me on several. I began to go look at the side effects. The side effects were worse than what I was going through. I mean, I'm very concerned when I see – go look up the side effects of your – I'm talking about these psychotic, mind-altering medications. You know, I don't know if you've ever studied it, Ricky, or not, but um, I have many times – you know, it tells us in Revelation by sorcery where all nations deceive. And if you look up sorcery, you get the word pharmaceutica. And that is where we get the word pharmacist. And, you know, when someone is sitting and taking medication to control your mind, to control you, that's witchcraft. And that's what we've got to be very, very careful about is that, you know, we are not being controlled by some, you know, something, some kind of, you know, uh, medications, and, and, you know, we've got to be very careful with that. And, you know, I'm not telling anyone to go and flush your medicine, but I am telling you to seek the Lord. That's what I'm telling you, is seek the Lord about this. Go look up for the side effects. Go look at, I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened, and, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Now, I'm not one to, and, and this is probably going to even shock uh, Brother Ricky and Sister Rachel, I'm not one to recommend other books besides the Word of God. But there was, there was a book I was given a long time ago, and it was called Pigs in a Parlor. And it is a book about a demon possession. And it's by Frank and, oh, what's her name? Frank Hammond is his name. I'm trying to think of her name. I can't think of it right off. But when I opened up that book and I began to see these different names of demons that keeps us in bondage, and I pulled open my psychiatrist's paper 
that told me everything that was wrong with me, and I saw them in that book as demons, it freaked me out. I'll be honest with you, it did. I was like, what? And that's what made me really start searching the scriptures about, you know, uh, cutting myself and things that I was doing and what, what was really going on. And my eyes were open to the truth about, it says there in Luke, it tells about the same story. This man had many devils. Now, I know people don't want to hear that, but that's, that's your choice if you don't want to hear it. I wanted to hear the truth because I didn't want to be in bondage to that anymore. And I tell you what, I was delivered. And I haven't been back on the medication since then. All the devils tried to get me to, tried to convince me to, but no. You know, I, I want to stay on Jesus because I know he works, and I know he truly delivers. But, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I mean, y'all know me. I usually don't recommend other books. And I use only the King James. I think the scriptures in there, uh, I don't think they use King James. So pull you out of King James if you do look them up, some of those scriptures. But it was just the ideal. Satan likes to keep you in bondage, likes to keep us in bondage. And, you know, we're supposed, our mind is supposed to be controlled by God. Aren't we supposed to put on the mind of Christ, the Word of God? It's very hard to do if you're all doped up and you're high. You know, very hard to do when you're all messed up on 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 medications and this, that, and the other. And I know when I was on this medication, every time I turned around, there was a side effect. Every time I turned around, I was back in the mill hospital. I had to get my medications adjusted, all this kind of stuff. But yet, it didn't provide me. See, I had a temporary problem, but I needed a permanent solution. And and I kept getting temporary solutions, you know. It, it didn't last. But Jesus lasts. People say, well, what do, you, what do you still with Jesus? Well, because he works, because he worked, because he delivered me, because he still delivers me every single day as long as I bow to him and worship him and give him the glory. This, this is a testimony for his glory, not for mine, for his. I'm doing like the man of the tomb did. I'm going and telling everyone I can the great things the Lord has done for me and delivered me and set me free in my right mind fully clothed. A lot of people, uh, you know, do know me. But I tell you what, if they try to tell you you can't be set free from bipolar mate depression, from schizophrenic, from post-traumatic stress syndrome, whatever else, panic attacks, all these other things, oh, yeah, you can. Where are you going? Are you going to the dead idols? Are you going to the dead gods? Are you still going to the one true living God? Brother Ricky, that's what it boils down to. Where is your source? Who is your source? Absolutely. You know, we, we've got to realize just to, who, who, who are we serving? Who are we going to trust? Is it going to be, is it going to be man? Is it going to be uh, the, the things that are given to us by man? I certainly hope not. Uh, you know, um, the, here, here's the deal. You know, the very things that you was talking about, about the psychotic drugs, you know, uh, sis, that is so true. And uh, like I said, uh, we're not trying to tell nobody to go pour their medicines, you know, down the drain or anything like that. 
but uh, let me let me tell you my personal experience with one drug that I was on. It was called Abilify. My wife, she took it away and poured it down the drain quick. Because did you know that, that now this this particular drug and I'm telling you, but the only reason I'm telling you this is because I had personal experience with it. This drugs, one of the side effects they tell you, it has a potential of giving suicidal thoughts. Now then, the devil's the devil's key is he plays with the mind. And remember what uh, what uh, Sister Wren said fall ago. If you go look up the word sorcery, you find the word pharmaceutical. If you think about this, now listen to me. A physician, when he gets a license, it's not. It don't say license to be a doctor. It don't say license to heal. It's a license to practice. Medicines. And today, a lot of the medicines, even the over-counters, do not go, like, like, for instance, let me tell you something about pain medicines today. They do not go to the area of your body to, to fight the pain. It goes to your mind to play tricks with your mind. And this is the day that we live in. And we've got to realize, folks, like I say, we are not doctors. We are not telling you to go pour down your medicine. We're just trying to tell you to use caution. Back to you, sis. Well, exactly. You know, you know, uh, you know. This, this is what I'll tell them. Uh, be boldly enough to say is this: You go to Jesus, and you, you go and you seek these things out, and see if what I say be true. You try Jesus, and you go and you fall down, and you worship Him, and you pray, and you ask Him. And I don't mean once. I mean you keep asking until He answers. And once He answers you, I'm telling you right now, He will tell you to do it. It's not my place to tell you to go dump your medicine. It's not my place to tell you to go dump your alcohol or whatever it is you're doing. You know, I'd be hypocritical. All I know is that no one could deliver me except for Jesus Christ. Whenever the Lord finally took smoking from me, I prayed all the time. I wanted to be delivered from smoking. It's the Lord who delivered me from smoking. Nobody else did. It was the Lord who delivered me from drinking. They could sit any alcohol in front of me, any drug in front of me, and I could say no thank you and walk away. I've had it happen too many times, and I want nothing to do with it because I have been delivered. I'm talking about total deliverance. I'm not talking about where you're sitting here uh, continuously dying for a drink, dying for this, always wanting to drink, always wanting to drug, always wanting to – I'm talking about you don't have that anxiety and panic attack, that urge, that, that longing to do those things anymore. I'm talking total deliverance here. You know, that's what we're talking about here, and – you say, oh, well, that's for you. No, that's for you, too, because God is not a respecter of persons. He's not going to do it for one and say, but I'm not going to do it for you. How bad do you want it? And that's what, that's what it took for me. I wanted Jesus. I wanted deliverance more than I wanted drugs, more than I wanted alcohol, more than I wanted cutting, more than I wanted anything else. I wanted Jesus more. I wanted Jesus just as bad as a drowning man wants his next breath. How bad do you want the freedom? That's what it really boils down to, brother. Are you there? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, um, and that's the main thing is to put, you, you, you know, to, to serve the Lord, to let God take care of your problems. Let God, you know, I'll tell you what, 
The Lord is our healer. He is our provider. And if we if we depend on him, you know, uh, I like what you said earlier in your testimony. You, you, you turned it over to God, and he's the one that took you off the message. He's the one that led you, not man. He's the one that did the work in your life. And 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 this is this is what I'm trying this is what we're trying to say right here, you know. Our God's a big God. He he hey, he created this body. He knows what this body needs. And 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 here it is, you know, you may be out there and you might be hurting and you might be saying, Well, I I, I'm a self-cutter, and I don't know why. I hurt myself, and I don't know why. You could be even a type that hurts other people, and you don't know why. But the reason is it's because you're hurting, and you need to turn your life over to God and let him start healing your hurt right now. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. You know, I I do know that the influence of Satan is very strong, uh, we have a site on Facebook called PTN. New, uh, PTN. Um, uh, uh, if you if you type in PTN on Facebook, uh, that that's our site, and we put a lot of news articles there about horrible, horrible things that people are doing. We 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 do. Uh, there was one that was posted uh, several weeks ago about a 12 year old girl that took her own life, and this is what we're talking about: people hurting, people hurting and not knowing where to go. And what we're trying to say today is Jesus is the place to go. Whenever the man that was in the tombs, what she was reading about earlier, when he was cutting himself and everything because of the torment he was in, when he finally went to Jesus, when Jesus came to him, Jesus came to him, and he he turned and then he ran toward Jesus. And when he was healed, Everybody in that town, they come and found the men in the tomb sitting at Jesus' feet in their right man, mind and in their clothes. Back to you, sis. Well, you know, that's, that's what it really, you know, boils down to is, um, you know, I just, you know, it, it was really something. You know, I, I can remember, you know, some, sometimes I always try to, whenever I decide to, Still led by the Lord to go back and remember these things. I make sure it's the Lord leading me because I don't want to go back there, you know, as far as physically, you know, mentally and emotionally. But I can go back there for the Lord's glory so I can share the great things the Lord has done. And, and, you know, I wanted deliverance. You know, I'll have these scars on me all my life, like I said, until I go to the grave. But those inner scars is what's being healed. That wound is being healed because I allowed that wound to be opened up and allowed that surgery that needed to be done to perform to remove that deep, deep hurt and pain. But you know what? It's the truth that sets you free, and when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. And, you know, I had to go through an ordeal here just, I guess, a couple years ago it was. And, you know, it was very hard. I went through a lot of emotional stuff. Memory, you know, I've been longer I've been cleaner and sober. Memories come back, more memories come back. But you know what? I got through it. But I had to feel that pain. I had to face what had happened to me. And I had to forgive. People say, well, how can you do that? I couldn't do it. Jesus had to do it for me. 
All I did was take it before his throne and said, Lord, I laid it at your feet. I, I don't know what to do with it. You know, I know that I need to forgive in order to be forgiven, but Lord, I don't know how to do this, but I know you do. And, and you know, if anyone understands what we go through, it's Jesus. He was hated without a cause. He knows what it's like to be abused, to be lied upon, to, to you know, have your own turn against you and everything. He knows. He's been there. And, you know, he took that upon his own flesh, his own body, and went to that cross so that we wouldn't have to. We don't have to take it because he did it for us. By his stripes, we are healed. No matter how many times I drink, pop a pill, or cut myself, I can never deliver my own self. I had someone a long time tell me, Ren, take a hammer, pretend to take a hammer, and nail your feet. Now nail your right hand. Now nail your left. And I said, well, I can't. And they said, exactly. You can never redeem yourself. You cannot nail yourself to the cross. Only Jesus could. And that's what we've got to realize. Not your own blood, but his blood was the only one because he was the only perfect sacrifice. He was the sacrifice the sacrificial lamb, he was the only one perfect, righteous, and holy without sin that could redeem us. You don't have to sit here and destroy yourself over and over and over again. You don't have to sit here and believe the lies of the devil, because that's all it is. The devil's the one that's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He hates you. But we've got to understand that Jesus, the Word of God, tells us that God has set both life and death before us. He said, choose life that you might live and your seed. And that's what we've got to understand here, what's going on here. The devil wants to destroy us. He wants to literally kill us. He really wants to do this. I know he tried. Tried so many times with me. But I'm telling you that if you will worship him, the true living God, Jesus Christ, if you would truly fall down before him, you ain't got to do it in front of a crowd. I didn't, you do it in your home. Do it wherever you have to. Go, and go, go somewhere in private and get along with him and talk to him and see what happens. All the devil's going to do everything to try to stop you from doing that. But I'm telling you right now that he is the only one. If you, you know what? We always say take it to the throne before you take it to the phone. They're saying go to Jesus. He's the source. You've got to go to him. But, you know, on, on our webpage at posttobnever.org, go down and find you shall uh, not make any cuttings in your flesh. We're easy to get a hold of. You're welcome to get a hold of me. You're welcome to get a hold of Mike, Brother Ricky, any of us. And if you want to talk, you can get a hold of us. We're going to have a we've got to deal at the bottom of that page where you can see where our names are. Mine's Paula Renee Edens Barrett up on Facebook. Mike will be on there. Ricky, he'll put something on there too, sign that. And that way they know how to get a hold of us. You want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can email us at posttrimnetwork.com. But we're going to tell you ahead of time. We're going to keep pointing you to Jesus and his word. I can't save you. Ricky can't save you. Brother Mike, you can't save them. None of us can save you. Only We couldn't even save ourselves. But we will point you to Jesus Christ and his word. Because that can save you. And you know what? It is hopefully and prayfully is that we point you to Jesus and give you some hope. 
if we can share our testimonies for his glory and give you a little bit of hope, then we've done what we're supposed to do. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Most of all, Jesus Christ loves you. And hey, call out to him. What can it hurt? Give him a chance. Like I said to someone earlier today, hey, nobody was waiting in line to die for me but Jesus. He's the only one that can judge me, and he's the only one that knows me. And so, you know, go to him. Go to him and see what he has to say. He's in the delivery business. He's been doing it for since time began, trying to deliver us and trying to save us. And he's the only one we're going to stand before. So go to him. He's the only one that can do it. God bless you, and thank you so much for tuning in.